Welcome to the Plant and Root Podcast, where we seek to encourage independent Baptist leaders as they labor to start and strengthen churches. I'm Jaron McFarlane. I pastor the Oxford Baptist Church in Oxford, Maine, and I am joined by my good friends Chad Colburn, pastor of the South Liberty Baptist Church, and Michael Britt, pastor of the Thompson Baptist Church. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hello. It's good to have you all here again, joined by our anonymous sound man once again. And uh, Pastor Chad, I'm going to turn this one over to you to get us started with our topic. All right. So, full disclaimer. All right. Good job, by the way, on the introduction. Well done, Jerry. For our listening audience, I would like you to know that that was our fifth attempt at yep. starting off <laughs> yep. because... We had the giggles. We, yeah, we had the giggles. But that's okay. We're having a good time. Mm, sure. And we're looking forward to our, our subject matter today. Uh, we are talking about... Just the nuts and bolts of scheduling your services, of mm. assembling as a church. Right? So when we assemble as a church, it's interesting because if, if you're a brand new church plant, okay, you're you're a year old, your church plant's a year old. Yes. Uh, yours, you took over an existing work. Sure. I took over an existing work. And if you took over an existing work, you inherit traditions Absolutely. as to how you assemble mm-hmm. if you are starting a brand new work really there's there is the tradition of the denomination mm-hmm. right of independent sure. baptists yeah. but then we we can look at okay is it possible for us to innovate or to establish even new traditions all right when it comes to assembling so uh what we're talking about is is schedule of services assembling. So let me let me start with this question. All right. What does the Bible have to say about when and where and how long we are to meet? All right, Mike. Go. Um well first, can I answer your question with a question and then I want to answer that question. Why do we just a thought, I don't know. I haven't looked into this. Why do we call them services? Mm. I'm not saying anything wrong well, with calling I was going to talk to that about the end. I'm okay, actually... good. Then you then you tackle that at the end. We'll give we'll whet the appetites of the listeners, and okay. you can tackle that at the end. So in the meantime, I'll just answer the question. Well, I don't know why we call them services. So you I have no idea. Why, I know why we don't. Oh, I know why we don't too. Very good. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Well, we'll see. No, it's not that I'm right or no, my yeah. other brothers are wrong. It's I think we need to chase this rabbit. Trying I don't to chase it and I don't trying know to why. change the meaning. Catch well, and release. Words have clear meanings. Yes. Okay. And so, so many people that walk in, so many people that are lost that I talk with in Oxford, they've lived a certain way their entire life. And I will often hear, if I walk in that place, the church will fall down. Okay. That's sure. their understanding Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a lost culture's understanding of church Absolutely. because they drive by the building and it is to them, it is the church, but they have no idea that that is the building. That's the meeting house. Right. That's, that's where we are. So on our sign, it actually says the meeting house for the yes. Oxford Baptist yes. Church on yes. purpose because it is where the church assembles and meets. Yep. So we changed it. Uh, I don't want to say change, but we are trying very hard to establish a presence. Uh, we don't call it necessarily our sanctuary or mm-hmm. our auditorium. It's our meeting room. Yep. So we call it our meeting room. Yep. Um, it is where we assemble. It is where we meet. And so the church serves or should serve 
all week long, every day, 24 hours a day, we should yeah. serve the Lord. David said, I awake in the night watches and give glory and praise yes. to God. Yes. Uh, I wake up in the morning, I seek the Lord. I go to bed at night with God on my mind as I am on his mind. Yeah. We are to serve all week, but we meet at appointed times. Therefore, yeah. I want people to understand yeah. that they're the church in and out of those walls. Yeah, well said. No, that's good. Okay, um, so, so... Yeah, so, no, no go ahead. Because yeah. here's the thing. I I haven't necessarily considered this. So, so even in something like uh, literature, or you would you would use the word meeting times. Yeah. You are two words, but you would use it that way. You would describe it that way. Mm-hmm. Meeting times. Okay. On our track, it actually does say meeting times at ten thirty. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. so yeah. on. That's actually the way we've gone too. I'll just I write morning meeting, Wednesday night meeting, um, Bible study hour. I, I again I know that there's criticism around not calling it Sunday school. I actually read an article in a recent publication um, where there was a pastor who I know and love. Who was who? You know, had reservations about changing it from Sunday school to Bible study, and he feels that maybe sometimes the reason people change the name um, is to attract a different crowd. I, that's certainly not my reason. Um, I just I don't see the need to stay with certain terminologies that um, are not accessible to the 21st century. Why it, why run the risk of alienating people just to hold on to a term that may be empty to them? Um, so changing for the sake of change, I agree, it's a fool's errand. But changing for a purpose to to uh, abandon a loaded term for a more practical and realistic term, such as church meeting. Why church service? And again, I, I totally fine if anybody might call it a church service, but mm, we call it a meeting because that's exactly what we're doing. We're meeting as a local church. That's right. Um, so, so, and so I, I get to research the etymology. I might be speaking out of turn. There might, I might discover a very rich reason for that. Um, but I, I've yet to find a satisfactory answer. So even if there was a rich history of it, I don't know that anyone's even in touch with that rich history anymore. I think it's just something that we've done. And I don't want to do anything as a church simply because we've always done it that way. And so if we don't know why, then let's do it for the uh, for the right reason. Sorry, I tend to chicken scratch at the table. It's okay. So this is good. This is good yeah. discussion. So, all right. So for the purpose of our meeting, we'll yes. avoid the word, our, 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 our podcast meeting. Right. We will <laughs> avoid using the word service. I'm going to try you know, this. And you can. Yeah. No, it's okay. Because... If you think about it, I mean, uh, I hear what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. I hear what Jaron's saying. Yeah. Um, it is more true to meaning to call it a meeting. Right. Yeah. But, but let's go back. Go ahead. But not wrong either also to call it a service because the actual noun of service would be in a general sense labor of body or of body and mind performed at the command of a superior or the pursuance, um, the pursuance of duty or for the benefit of another. And so when you consider the meeting or mm-hmm. assembling and gathering of a church body, that would be the form of a service. So if you describe it, so, so we describe our Sunday morning assembling, our Sunday morning meeting as right. our worship service. Yeah. Right. And I'm very careful about that. Um, and, and using that term worship, I've also read some things that have helped me, you know, in terms of what is worship mm-hmm. and what does it mean uh, to worship. And I think that's even that biblical idea. I'm going to have to continue to study that. My understanding yeah. will continue to grow in it. Yeah. Um, I think what we're getting out of this right now is, and just we're trying to all be intentional about what we do. Exactly that's right. right. You know, and trying exactly to have right. right. I'm trying to be intentional for the lost people that yeah. I talk with that think the building will fall down around when it's just right. a building. Mm-hmm. Right. So therefore, you know, somebody that might call it a service or somebody that might call it a meeting, both may be right. 
but right. I'm just trying to be intentional for the law's sake. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, how you each have organized your meetings yeah. over the course of a week. So and and what your oh. express purpose is in those meetings. Yeah. So, yeah. Mike, since you um decided to interrupt me, you go ahead and go first. You know what? I felt like I was fielded now I feel terrible. No, go ahead. No, I feel like I feel bad. You just apologize. I'm still just apologize. Anyway. All right, I'm go, sorry. I forgive you. Okay. All right, all, right. all is well. <laughs> but don't do it again. Uh, I'll try my best not okay. to. Um so uh when we meet, um so Pliny the Younger wrote a letter to Emperor Trajan uh, early on in church history. Can you just tell us when you meet? <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Uh, this is this is what I mean okay. by that. Um, Pliny the Elder, basically, he, he, or younger, one of the two, I can't remember now, uh, wrote a letter to Trajan. And he said, hey, Trajan, I found these guys. They're Christians. I'm killing them. Is that cool? He said, yeah, totally cool. But in the letter, you read that he testifies that these cultists, these Christians, met on a fixed day of the week. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because we read in the Bible, well, they met house to house every day. Well, we don't do that now. Why? It seems that that pattern of meeting one day a week actually goes all the way back to the first century. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of interesting to note that even from a secular source, you can see they met one fixed day of the week. So Sunday, the Lord's Day, as we understand it, we do meet. We also meet Wednesday um, as a way of just a midweek lift and encouragement, a prayer meeting. Um, I do count it as extra, just like I count the Bible study hour as extra. Um, by extra, I don't mean that I am saying, oh, it's okay, you can miss if you want to. But so as to say, I see that as things that in our American tradition we've stacked on top of what we see in the biblical pattern. Um, you know how Sunday school was formed. It wasn't religious at all. It was actually entirely uh, parochial, as it were. It was entirely uh, educational because children didn't have schools during the week. They had to work during the week. So they came for actual education before church. So I do see those, see those things as add-on. But we still enjoy them because they don't take away. They rather add to the time we spend together. Um, where? Um, well, if you want to be super biblical, we meet in a house, <laughs> you know. But I think in our, uh, again, our American culture and the fact that we have been saved from persecution for these last couple hundred, couple hundred years, um, we have been afforded the opportunity to get church buildings. And again, you see even into, uh, the first and second century, really the second and third centuries, you'll see actual church buildings, even very early on. This is not an American tradition, nor is it entirely a Roman Catholic tradition, as it has been accused of being. Um, you actually do see assembly houses, particular things that we would look at and say, that's a church building as early as the second and third century. I think that's just kind of practical, humanly speaking, though. Correct. And I Absolutely. Think, you ever heard of Dunbar's Law? There's, I want to say yes. But okay. I, I, Dunbar's Law is, it's this, you know, God is built into, has built in limitations. And he's built in the limitation in terms of relationships that we can really only have a max of 100 to 120 real relationships. Hmm. And so when you think about a church family, right? There is a limit to which you can have knowledge yeah. in a relationship with yeah. others. And if that number is, you know, say it is a hundred, 120, yeah. where you can have the most fulfillment, enjoyment, participation in that body of believers, you would have to have something bigger than your house for a hundred. And, and that's a remarkable observation considering Thank that. <laughs> Considering that, we do find that small church mentality really can only uh, transcend a certain degree of, of people, no matter how you want to say, well, it's a big church, but it's got a small church feel. Um, and that may very well exist. I've been in churches where it seems to exist. But even within those larger assemblies, you do find smaller groups sure. of people that really get along. So anyway, how long are we to meet? I got to be transparent. Biblically, probably longer than we than we do. I think that we live in a very time-oriented society now, whereas they lived in a very event-oriented society in the first mm -hmm. century. Um, 
not, and again, not that the first century is supposed to be the model for all specificities of method and orthopraxy. We don't have to do everything exactly orthopraxy. like orthopraxy, uh, wow. the right way of doing things. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking um, about like the, the things on your teeth. <laughs> orthopraxy. <laughs> No, um, right. But but like they didn't have electricity back then. Does that mean we don't have electricity in churches? They didn't necessarily have pianos in their churches. Does that mean we all become Campbellites and say we don't sing with musical accompaniments? No, we do, for lack of a better word, evolve and change as technologies exist. However, um, do I think that on a on a on a framework point of view, I think we should be able to meet longer than we do. What's more important? God's given us the Lord's day and we usually meet for three or four hours and call it good. I, I find that that actually might end up being a little bit of a stain on our church culture in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jaron? The precedent I find, I mean, the, the actual things that go into our meetings, you know, all things are decent and in order uh, with the church. And then you consider that, you know, that we are to meet, you know, with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We are to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, teaching and admonishing in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And that's... a uh, a particular aspect of our meeting or of our service, uh, whatever a, a person would want to call that. And so in our assembly, our service, our meeting time, there needs to be order, uh, not rigid order per mm-hmm. se, but it needs to be done decent and it yeah. needs to be done in order. Uh, there needs to be a time where we sing unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a time where God's word is lifted up for the purpose of doctrine, correction, if exhortation and instruction in righteousness through the preaching of God's word. And so obviously in our meetings that they differ all the time, they differ because sometimes we will sing at the end. I'll yeah. have the kids come up yeah. and we'll sing. I'll, I'll get my guitar out. I mean, I mean, right now it's, it's a total of basically four families and a few yeah. um, other people, but uh, we will first, we'll start, we'll start talking about the week we'll talk about the yeah. goodness of God to right get on. our minds upon the Lord, right on. and then we'll go into the singing. Once our minds are filled with what God has done the last week, that He's good, that He's faithful, that He guides us along, it almost makes your heart ready to sing to Him. Or yes. it does. Then we sing unto the Lord, and then we uh, will usually sometimes transition into uh, more testimony time, more singing time, and then the preaching. And then usually some more singing at the end. And so they really do uh, differ from time to time. And yeah. right now we don't actually write out a, an order of service right. unless I have a, a visitor or guest coming so that they'll understand what their responsibilities hmm. are. But mostly in John 4, when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, he says that they that worship the Lord will worship him in spirit, spirit and, and in, in truth. Absolutely. And so you can have a perfect order of service or order of meeting as you will but if the spirit is not right and it's not done in truth then can true worship take place mm-hmm. and according to the bible no so we've tried our very best to aim more at the spirit in which it's done mm-hmm. and the truth yes in which is it is being done in or done through or done for uh, rather than per- the particulars of the order and our our folks have really benefited from that. That's phenomenal. And we've actually joked about being event-oriented yeah. rather than Kronos-oriented. Yeah, sure. because, yeah, yeah. Uh, And they've been, in a lot of ways, thankful for that. Absolutely. Jaren, that's stellar. You didn't use the word orthopraxy, but I was still really, really well, good. Well, my braces didn't fall off. Oh, 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 oh. Jaren, can I, can I just... You know what's... The thing that has benefited your church 
it, it is tragic, but that is the I'll be very transparent. I actually had some folks, and I, I know of another pastor who had somebody leave his church because they didn't start right on the dime, and they were very upset about that. That was another pastor friend of mine. And I've had folks, because we don't do things exactly the same for our Sunday afternoon time, after we eat, sometimes we'll do public scripture reading. Sometimes we'll have a prayer meeting. Sometimes, there's even been a time, I think, sometimes we'll do, we'll mostly do it on Wednesday nights or whatever, do a little Bible trivia, you know? I mean, let's, let's spend time. You, you've never heard of anybody who says, hey, why don't you come over to the house? We'll have some turkey. Uh, we'll have some cranberry sauce. Apparently, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but you never had anybody say, oh, well, you didn't start right at 5 o'clock. No, you get there, you take off your shoes and your coat. Not that we should take off our shoes in church unless we're into that sort of thing. Right. But you just relax. You spend time together as friends, right. as family, common purpose. Yes, the eating is the main course. But after the eating's done, you stick around. You drink some coffee. You talk. Mm-hmm. And then people just kind of filter out as the, as the time ends. Why is the church that way? Why have we – Why have we, anyway, so the whole point is no one ever gets bent out of shape about that. But I've had folks leave my church citing well, it's just, it's just too disorganized. And you know what? That might be an area of opportunity for improvement that I have. That I can say, okay, this is what we're going to do today. Because in our culture, we have become very structured. And we do need uh, that sort of uh, order for a sense of comfort. But yeah. in reality, I wonder how much order um, it takes to supplant the working of the Spirit and that familial feeling that we might actually be losing at the expense of maybe an overemphasis on order. So you bring up, you both bring up something, um, you know, Mike, you bring up an opportunity um, for assessment, sure. right? And, you know, you've, again, been intentional, we've talked about this, being intentional about what we do, why we do it. And so when you take over an existing work or you're mm. planning out, this is what this is going to look like, um, you know, I would encourage because again, we're we're thinking about the the, the listener. Yeah. Um, if you're a pastor and you're you're looking at what is going to best help your church worship in spirit and in truth, hmm. you really need to take that into consideration and and pray on that mm-hmm. and be willing to form some new traditions. Yes. Uh, we. And the the problem is when churches, a, a bunch of churches do something at the same time, it's identified as a trend, right? And, and what happens yeah. is when there is a trend, there's an immediate resistance to it because yes. Yes. we want to be, and we want to be timeless. Sure, sure. But timeless doesn't mean static right. in our expression right. or in our practice. So. Right. Here's something that our church is doing for a year. So we're going to do this for a year, and then we're going to look, step back and look at it and say, was this something that helped us mm-hmm. or hindered us? Mm-hmm. So we uh, we have, one thing we've done for a number of years now is what we call a fellowship Sunday schedule. Yeah. Now, this is something that from time change to time change, so in the fall, uh, when we fall back mm-hmm. uh, on our clocks, we go to a fellowship Sunday schedule. So we have a meal together after our morning service, and then we have an afternoon service. And And that kind of schedule goes all the way to the spring when we spring forward, at which time we change over to Sunday evening services. Why do we do this? Well, uh, for one thing, you recognize that in the winter in Maine, uh, it is harder yeah. and it can even be um 
it, it, can, it can be even dangerous yeah, at times absolutely. if you live in the woods of the woods yeah. to be out on the roads late at night, um, especially for elderly folks mm-hmm. uh, on Sundays. Absolutely. So it is, I don't want to say it's easier or more convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some regards it is, but we recognize that having an afternoon service for that period of time provides the greatest amount of benefit to the most amount of people for those seasons. Yeah. And then come springtime, we go back to an evening service. And it works for us. Hmm. It works for us. A change that we're making this year. Now, that's something we do have done for years. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love that we change back and forth um, because it just it helps us, our church. But one thing we're doing this year is we moved our Sunday school style meeting time to Wednesday nights. Now, some churches call these connection groups. Sure. Um, I didn't like connection groups because I felt like it limited how you could organize people. We just went with Bible study groups because that's why we're here. We're here to study the Bible together. And here's my thought process. We have people that have worked all day long. They have labored uh, in their jobs. And when they come uh, out to church, out to the assembling of the church body on a Wednesday night, they can be they can be tired they absolutely. can be weary absolutely so if i recognize this is this is an area of opportunity for them mm-hmm. by shifting to bible study groups and you're sitting around a table your bible's open studying something together uh i have found so far that there's been great benefit in that for wednesday nights now yeah. what does that do for sunday mornings do you lose something the gain loss principle well here's what you lose <laughs> You lose the frantic scurrying of people from four different locations in the building to the auditorium. Uh, every, you know, sometimes, you know how it is, sometimes Sunday school classes go late, sometimes yeah. they yeah. get done early. Yeah. You have a brand new visitor come in and you've got five minutes to say, yeah. we're so glad you're here. Hurry up, get in the sanctuary right, for service. Right. We lose all that and we have more time on the front end to have meaningful conversations with a first-time visitor. Interesting. We have more time to actually ask with not just concern but opportunity, how is your week? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not thinking to myself, what do I got to teach in Sunday school? I've got one message to preach. And that adjustment to our schedule um, of meeting has helped our church. So did you not replace the Bible study hours, Sunday school hour with any scheduled meeting time or we have the we have our auditorium set aside um for a period of time um for prayer cool. and i've encouraged our folks you know this the audit the if you want god to do something in our church then we've got to pray and so the auditorium is set aside from nine forty-five to 10 just for those that are coming to pray um and we've had you know like this past sunday we had upwards of 20 uh, people in there on their knees yeah. just seeking the Lord. Is that helping and making a difference in our church as opposed to sticking to a rigid curriculum mm. schedule? Yeah. Yes, it is because it's in spirit yeah. and it's right. according to truth. But if yeah. you got on social media and said, South Liberty Baptist Church no longer having Sunday school. I am certain. Well, I will tell you this. I got a phone call from someone yes. who said, I heard you don't have Sunday school anymore. Right. You know, and there's going to be 
that, that kind of pushback, yeah. that kind of backlash. But then we go, you know, I've just got to say, well, um, I'm, I'm following the Lord by faith. Yeah. And, and brother, we are independent <laughs> Baptists. Sure. Right? Exactly right. And so I'm just going to trust. And, and you know what? Here's the reality. I can, we may come to January of next year and say, um, let's go back to what we did before. Yeah. And, you can't be afraid right. of trying something different. You can't be afraid of it. Um, so because you don't do it the way that we do it at our church, I wanted to let you know that you are that you are wrong, okay. and you need to reconsider your okay. priorities. Well, I will check with my orthodontist <laughs> about my orthopraxy. <laughs> Jaron, do you do a traditional uh, Sunday school hour, Bible study hour? How does that look for you? Not yet. Right now we've let... Um, everything grow out of the need um, so right on right now we started with a 10 30 um, just Sunday morning meeting we did that for um, about six months mm-hmm. and then some folks started coming and we were um, meeting with them and talking with them and they they expressed a desire to know more about their Bible and I said well great let's meet in the midweek so then we added in a midweek meeting or Bible study out of necessity, out of desire. And now the exciting part is those that are coming are requesting that we have some type of a Sunday night service or an afternoon meeting, basically saying our our one time together to get together on Sunday is not enough for us. We right want on. more. So now it's getting ready to grow again, and we're actually seeking the Lord about uh, how to transition into that. Right on. Imagine so, that tailoring the approach to the needs of your local church. That's that's it shouldn't be unheard of no and i think there's it shouldn't be unheard of but it seems to be there could be a conventional idea out there that if you're planting a church then you better start with sunday morning sunday night wednesday night you know and um experientially in your case you didn't start that way but it expanded it expanded to what it is yeah and what better way than people saying well can we get together more and study Mm, god's word Mm. you know and um, so if you're listening to this and you're a brand new church planter and you're wondering, what do I do? You know, you do want to follow. You, you should follow the instruction of your sending church. Yes. If yes. they've given you liberty right. to make those kinds of choices, um, then then don't assume that you've got to go by a traditional model. Hmm. Seek the Lord. Now, I think you better not be meeting on Saturday and you know, because you're a seventh day Adventist, <laughs> right. um, you should follow that that the biblical precedent, biblical precedent of, of meeting on the Lord's day. Sure, uh, but you know, your midweek service maybe on Thursday, yeah, if you have one. If, yeah. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have one, sure. but I'm just saying that if you really want to be biblical precedent, then you will probably meet either every day or on that fixed day of the week for all day. I think all of that's why I call Wednesday night an extra. Not because it's not important, but because it's something extra that our church traditionally has done, that most American churches traditionally do. Well, I don't know if I can say most anymore, but, you know, in our circle, probably. Yeah. I just I just think it's important to be flexible. The spirit of the meeting is more important than the right. order of service in the meeting. And here's right. something else that we, we don't have time to get into this, but I do think it was God's design that a church be a a faith family. Yeah. And so I don't, um, I live my life alongside the people that I get to be their pastor. Yeah. So I don't think to myself, okay, I'm, 
I only need to see them on Sundays and Wednesdays. Mm. I'm happy to be able to see them Tuesday morning. Yes. I'm happy to be yes. able to go have a cup of coffee, you know, Friday afternoon. Um, because, you know, God's timing, uh, his calendar doesn't operate the same way ours does. Yeah. And uh, it's, if you look at ministering to people as including mm-hmm. the meeting time, mm-hmm. but not exclusive to right. the meeting time, right. uh, you're going to get the most... Uh, the most critical time in someone's life may not be Wednesday night. Right. It may be Saturday morning at the yes. ER. Yes. You know, their moment. You got to master the moment that matters the most. Yeah. Heard that one time. That's good. So, uh, as we uh, conclude this PNR podcast, Word to the Wise. The wise. Can we try it again? You want to do that? Yeah. Okay. I want to harmonize with All you. All right. Jaron's going to sing too, mm. right? Jaron, why don't you Ready? try something? Ready? 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 One, Ooh. two, Word to the Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Word to the Wow. Well, that's why we're pastors and I'll bring my harmonica next time. Good. You should. Something. Promise. A jaw harp. Promise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're gonna have a harmonica. Your yay be yay and your nay be nay. This is great. So we should still finish with a word to the wise. We have to do it in forty-five seconds. Go. I take you it pointed at me. I did. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Um, in our discussions, people would write off, especially young pastors, looking at these sort of things and say, "Man, you can't, you can't just forsake the old past. They've been doing it this way for a reason." Agreed. But we also have to understand that we are pastors in our times. So, what are the only requirements? Not what other grand pastors have said. However good that advice may have been for their generation, and maybe even for ours, the real, only, true biblical requirement is the scriptures. And I look at Acts 2.42 and see what they did. I look at first first century history and look what they did. I want to base my church model on that. Because let's face it, if if it's all if we will look in the past and say, okay, this is how we do it, has it really worked out that well? Honest question. Has right. it really worked out that well? Right. We might be benefited from going back to another yeah, church definitely model. Definitely not. You know, no, no forsaking of the old paths at the Oxford Baptist Church. We right. hold to the doctrine of the King James Bible. Uh, we sing traditional hymns because they're full of life. Mm-hmm. They're loaded with doctrine that mm-hmm. encourage us, uh, that that lift us up, and that allow us to to truly give worship to God with great content. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, when we say, I would not at all consider uh, changing the order of your meeting or the order of your service, whatever you desire to call it, forsaking of the old paths uh, by any means. Right. So. Right. Uh, right. So with that, I would say that hold to that which God wants us to hold to, mm-hmm. that God made abundantly clear, uh, but be flexible with that which God allows us to have liberty in. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Jefferson has a word to the wise. He says something to this effect. When it comes to principle, stand like a rock. When it comes to culture, move with the current. Something we can be flexible on. Mm-hmm. Principle, we have to be Faithful and firm on unmovable. I would add this, and I know we're, we're a little long in the tooth as far as time. Sorry. Uh, but if we apply the seek first to understand and right. then to be understood, mm-hmm. right. when we come up against a brother or alongside a brother who organizes things differently, try and understand why he does that. Yeah, sure. We can you learn. Know, and see what you can yes. gain from that. Yeah. And also appreciate God's wisdom expressed in his leadership um as to how he's organizing their assembly right. so yeah 
um, yeah, Excellent. always be willing to learn. Excellent. And if yeah. somebody else does it differently than you, they're absolutely wrong. Correct. <laughs> and they need to get their orthopaxy straightened out. <laughs> All right. That concludes another right. episode of the Plant and Root Podcast, where we seek to encourage independent Baptist leaders as they labor to start and strengthen churches. Join us next time, where we will talk about more stuff. Mm-hmm.